life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Posted what? Uh, one of my uh, headshot from about '95 that's up at Chicago Zanies. Oh yeah, Ron Funches posted it. Oh nice, <laughs> the, the Funches bump. bump. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't uh, bring my name up. He just said, "Look who I saw," and then I you happened don't... to click on. I never click on pictures, and I happened to click on that one. Oh, you didn't even and tag you? You just no, oh, no. that's funny. No tag. No tag. I'll do that though. Like when I like when you run into like. Laughs Unlimited up in Sacramento has that wall of everybody's, or like uh, Catch, like Catch a Rising Star still has like Mike Siegel's headshot from 94. (laughs) All right, thanks for tuning in to the Road Stories podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of the All Things Comedy Network. Um, Speaking of All Things Comedy, uh, I think the Farley Brothers uh, are in the spotlight this week or at the end of this week. Every week they host a, they they spotlight one of their shows, Augie. Okay. And this week is the Farley Brothers Radio show. And you should listen to that. Uh, plus, I hung out with Kevin Farley last night at a fancy smancy Oscar party. So that was fun. Ooh. Um, and so they're coming on. Uh, John and uh, Kevin will be on in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to do theirs. So listen to theirs. But I think we're at the end of that, and I think next week's spotlight is The Dork Forest. I know Ooh. both of you guys beautiful, are yeah. beautiful. Jackie Cation, we love her. She's a good friend to mine and both of you guys, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> And she's got her new DVD coming out. I think that's why they're spotlighting her. Yeah. And do you know the name of it offhand? Something uh, about the Horcrux. It's Horcrux. Horcrux. But I, I don't know what that Harry means. Potter thing. It's a Harry Potter. She explained it's it on my. It's a Harry Potter. Yeah, of course thing. it is. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's where a piece of your spirit goes or something. You can hide a chunk of soul in an object. They, right, they because she's trying to narrow her fan base a little bit more. <laughs> Anybody that might have been interested in some of her comedy, she's like, no, no, you can't, you can't listen either. So yeah, I, I had no idea. I didn't know what that was called. What that was? Yeah, she explained it to me on my podcast a few weeks ago, and it just was like zing over my head. She is definitely the oldest person I know who knows anything about Harry Potter. I've never far. read a Harry Potter book or seen a Harry Potter movie. Good for you. <laughs> is Good that something to be you. proud? It's on my card. Let's keep our head in the sand. Let's <laughs> yeah. have nothing to talk to a yeah. crowd about. Yeah. Did yeah. you know you get extra points for not having pop culture knowledge? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crowds love that. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, and, and my, my bio written by somebody else is, it mentions my uh, extensive knowledge in pop culture. Sure. <laughs> Just, Asterisk, except Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Just not popular pop culture. <laughs> Just pop culture in general. My own pop culture, really, is what's going on in my life. So speaking of the uh, the Farley Brothers, and uh, mm-hmm. um, I, you know who's going to be at the Academy Awards, and this is going to be confusing. Okay, the Farley Brothers there is Rob Ford. Rob Ford is somebody's guest at the Academy Awards. Really? So how great will it be to see Rob Ford with the Farley Brothers? If they that that'll be a wonderful picture. Why am I not making the connection? Uh, Rob Ford, the Toronto mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fat Toronto mayor that everybody says looks like Chris Farley. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't hear anybody say he looked like Chris Farley. 
Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only thing I've ever yeah. heard anybody say about Really? I've yeah. heard he's been doing a lot of drugs. That's, <laughs> that's, well, there's that, Okay, too. all right, all right. I mean, he's, he's not in trouble for looking like Chris Farley. Oh, that isn't right. the thing people oh, okay. are mad about. Oh, okay. It's just a beautiful offshoot. Of him. <laughs> Everyone wishes Chris Farley were alive to play Rob Ford. In the in, next movie. In a sketch or a movie. Okay. Yeah. Instead, awesome. it's going to have to be that guy from uh, What About Jim, though, that's not Jim Belushi. Because that guy looks just like Rob Ford. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that crazy other... like him. I am really going to have to go rewrite my bio because I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> just um, erase the word pop. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know plenty about actual culture. Actual culture, yeah. It's just kind of baloney. Um, uh, but, but let's get uh, just two guys who fall under the category I don't get to hang out with enough. And I, I know I haven't seen... You in like over a year, probably. Yeah, I think uh, last time we hung out was probably Bridgetown two years ago. No, really? Didn't yeah, we do the Ice House so. after that? Yeah, I haven't seen you. All right. Well, uh, Augie Smith joins us again. Thank you for coming, Augie. And uh, happy to be here. Sorry. Okay. Wow. Did I, I say we his were name wrong? On. I didn't know. <laughs> that. I'm like, wait, it's Augie Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know it's been a while. <laughs> they know. They know. Already. Yeah. They saw the the headline, the the title of the show, and then of course, good friend Dex. Jordan joins hey. us. Hey everybody! Today with a cool hat. Is it cool? A cool hat and a $5 cool Five dollars H and M. You can have one of these. <laughs> All right, I'll give you five right now before you leave. All I right. wanted to thank uh, uh, guys who came out to my show at Irvine. I know we were down last week without a show. I'll get into that in a second. I'll fill you guys in on what happened. Um, but I want to thank everybody who came out to the Comics on Safari uh, show, our first show of the tour. It was great. Uh, packed Irvine. Uh, packed the place. Uh, Quicksilver gave us. Who goes to Irvine on Safari? Uh, it's very close to Laguna. It's about 20 minutes. <laughs> it's just so far. Uh, yeah. You guys don't get it. No. You don't get it. What is Comics on Safari? It's mean? C- uh, Comics it? Who Surf. And we're, and we're, oh, uh, so oh surf. Surf. Yeah. surf. Thinking, you know, shooting who else, elephants. Who else surfed? Uh, it was me, Monty Franklin. Charlie wasn't there, though. Charlie right? doesn't Charlie surf. Doesn't Charlie surf. doesn't surf. You know that. Uh, Graham Elwood, Joe Sib, And then our next date, which is either going to be Irvine or San Diego, we'll have Tim Lee... Uh, Andrew Norelli uh, and a couple other guys. Nice. Norelli but, surfs. Oh, Norelli's a good surfer. Huh. Quicksilver gave us, I can't tell you how much stuff to give away. Oh. I can't tell. I'll tell you, I'll show you how much I have left over. See those two backpacks over there? Uh-huh. Given to me by Quicksilver, good both t- packed stuff. with t shirts, CDs, watches, hats, uh, board shorts, uh, Sunglasses. You may have stumbled onto something here, huh? Maybe I don't know, oh, but so shows. thank you to Quicksilver and and Roxy for uh, doing all that, and congratulations to everybody who won so much stuff, man. So that was good. So oh, uh, and then like I said, we're hitting San Diego next, I think, or going back to Irvine. All right, so I had to get that out of the way. Last thing I have to get out of the way is a lot of shit up front. Sorry about that, guys. All right, so backstory. Jan- we were talking about this beforehand. January comes along. I have Jay Larson and Brant Tobler mm-hmm. on my show. They come over. Jay lives a block away. Brant, you know, in the middle of Hollywood. Slept, sit over here. Uh, sit down. Mixer's gone. Just pooped out. Nothing. I'd recorded two days before. It was fine. Just nothing. Was not working. So we went out for bagels. Get a new mixer. Have another show. Have two other shows. Hey, hey, Brant. Hey, Jay. Got a new mixer. Why don't you come back? We'll re-record the show. Sure. They come back. They sit down right where you are at. Mm-hmm. Augie. Right. Jay. Dax. Boom. Boom. Nothing different. Brant. Nothing different. Turn on the turn on the uh, mixer. It literally makes that noise. All the lights just red line and then 
pits out. Well, dead, dead yeah, mixer. I've had it for three weeks. It's the NSA, man. They don't want <laughs> uh, any, any words of Brant Tobler getting out there. <laughs> Are they, they monitoring they've been monitors? They're shutting them down right and left. Yeah. We're not allowed to speak about issues anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so my apologies to you guys for missing last week. Uh, no, no. No, we missed last week because I got another gig. But that happened on Wednesday, so I have a new mixer. Sir Mixer Lot number three. Uh-huh. And uh, so here we are. And uh, hopefully it sounds good. I have not had my technician You've come do the sound. you already knighted your mixer. Yeah, well, it, was, it was Sir Mixer Lot, <laughs> and it was Sir Mixer Lot two, and now it's Sir Mixer Lot three. Baby got bass if you turn <laughs> this one dial. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so here and we are. Let's uh, reference one of his other songs. Uh, 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 baby also got bass. Baby, <laughs> it's a side two. The remix. Now adult got back. At this point. <laughs> so here we are. We're back in the regular loop. Sorry, I I I missed um I missed uh I missed the last week. I apologize for that. But we're back and we're and we got a lot of shows. We're the up. unkinking of the hose. We're the comedy explosion. Yeah. This. Who even knows if this is gonna post? Something's right gonna in happen. Your face. <laughs> gonna shoot all right over. Right all over. <laughs> you. We're going to be dripping off your uh-huh. nose and stuff. <laughs> All right, that's disgusting. How's it going, guys? Good. To, so we're back on. We're back on uh, schedule. We're back here. We're back in the Valeriano Podcast Studios. We're 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 back on the road. We're we're doing comedy. Mm-hmm. We're having a good time. On the road. Here's a scoop. A scoop for road stories. Oh, all right. Uh, first people to uh, to announce this. Uh, it's uh, Great White Hunter make baby. Having a baby. What? Yeah. You're joining yes. the old father's That's club? Right. Yeah, we're past the uh, the 12-week point, so now I can tell people. Oh, congratulations. Yes. That yeah. is awesome. So uh, I'll be funny for another six months, and then never again. <laughs> then never be <laughs> funny again. Never again. Yeah, I remember the, the set I did right before I got married that week. I said, this is the last set I'll do a single, so last set I'll do being funny. And uh, now I'm worried uh, with the kid. Yeah. Because they, they ruin comedy. They're comedy killers. I don't, I don't believe that at all. Why do you believe that? Well, what I got to Hold on. Do, can though, you just say that you're speaking to a comedian with a kid? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just FYI. <laughs> throwing that out there. Go ahead and continue to tell me why I'm not funny anymore. <laughs> I'm saying why I'm not going to be funny anymore. I can tell you why you're not going to be funny. No, but it's just... Yeah, so basically I've taken all these stances against children over the years. And okay. now I have to backtrack on all of that. I you was know, wrong about all... I love babies on airplanes. Yay, <laughs> babies on airplanes. I want to be on a packed airplane with nothing but babies. Because they have the courage to scream and cry the entire time. We all want to be doing it. But the only one with the balls on this plane is that baby. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm pro, pro kid now. All right. Yeah. My baby threw a glass across first class. That's when we nice. took him on the plane. Did he hit anybody? No, but it shattered all over the place. It was one of those little planes, you know, not the mm-hmm. big ones, little planes. Were you sitting on in first class? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a good time. That kid's got an arm, man. I just thought that this was like a class From like issue. 33C, man, just hopped that thing across <laughs> the plane. Bourgeois pigs. <laughs> <laughs> hit Hector Elizondo in the back of the head. It was crazy. I don't get it. <laughs> He's just a guy that He's just a guy who plays class. first class. Oh, well, you've got... <laughs> Augie's always throwing out very specific movie references that I never get. He could have So picked... I know just to look at him and go, I do not get it. I could have picked anybody. He yeah. could have picked anybody from the original uh, taking of Pelham 123. <laughs> <laughs> anybody at all. Actually, I one. think they're all dead. Is, is Elizondo it? dead? It's Walter Matthau. It's, uh, is Peter Boyle in that one? Yeah, but uh, Jerry Stiller's in it, and he's alive still. Jerry Stiller's very alive. Mm. Is it alive? But if your baby hit Jerry Stiller with a glass, <laughs> your baby and I would have some words. Yeah, but if we would have hit Ben, I think we could all agree. 
He'd say, "Good times, good times." Wow, man! So you got the, you're joining, yeah. Larson, Jay Larson just had a kid before yeah. he killed my mixer. So we're we're the old guy, we're the old dads club, man. It's scary, man. right? It's just it's horrifying because my job is out there. Yeah, yeah. It's out. It's wherever, every everywhere else. It's not here. Yeah. And uh, now the baby will be here. Yeah. But the job will be there. Yeah. It's, yeah. So there's that. It's tough. Join like, us I, next week for Murray Valeriano's Booger Stories with all <laughs> comedians with kids. We sit around and trade oh, how man. we got messed up on. Kira Saltanovich has a comedian parenting. She should have called it that. That's such a great... <laughs> yeah. You should do it when a baby comes. It's a great, it's a great show. It's not bad. It's a good stories. show. Um, yeah, I'm fortunate. I only go out one weekend a month. Um... Is that you, you? You've worked it out so you can do that. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I go out one week in a month. You're in the National Guard of Comedy. I, yeah, <laughs> two weeks. In the summer. I, I, I am. I am. Eventually, I'm going to get into some comedy war that I'm not going to be able to get out of. Um, but it still sucks going out for just the weekend. Yeah. You know, I mean, and uh, and it sucks when it's like a week like Vegas. You know. Well, even when she's even leaving her being pregnant is horrible. I I can't even I leave her being that. pregnant. It feels and like I love getting away from her when she's pregnant. Yeah, yeah. But it's terrible. It's terrible to be away. Yeah. You know what happened? To, to I didn't know, never know I'd give a shit about anybody. Right. <laughs> you know, so, so that part's weird. That's the other weird part. I wouldn't have got into comedy if I'd known I had to give a shit about somebody for <laughs> more than a few days at a time. That's the point of the show. Yeah. I never, t- like, I never wanted to, desperately wanted to have a child, but I always, I always say, I, I, I would just, Face it like I would face a DUI. If it happens, I'll I'll work with it. <laughs> I'll pretend I'll, it's and not. just not go uh, to Canada anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just work with it and adjust accordingly. That's how I. But I so I was never a comic who shit on kids, and uh, and I see people shitting on kids who don't have kids, and I'm like, what an easy thing to do. Well, just I don't think. go and to I that could, website, man. <laughs> comic shitting on kids <laughs> or just shitting on kids.com. I stay away from all German websites. Um, <laughs> no, I no, I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It seems like an easy ra- and I'm and I never really thought about it till I had a kid. And I'm not saying, oh, look at us, we're fucking, you know, the greatest thing because we have kids and we, you know. But I, I just, I just look at them like such, it's such an easy thing to right that, talk about. I think, I think, and it's just my opinion. There's a celebration of not taking on responsibility. Yeah, I celebrated that for years. Sure, I, I purposely. I had a job where I was in a different place every night. Mm-hmm. I never bought a house. I never had a pet. And oh, look at how smart I am. And I was a miserable, drunken <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> and now I'm a miserable, drunken piece of shit that has uh, people relying on him. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm a little bit more of a man. Ask me how much my scotch intake has gone downhill since I had a kid. Yeah? Oh, yeah, man. I don't hardly even touch it anymore. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, it's brown alcohol, man. I had to go to clear alcohol so you can get up in the morning. <laughs> Brown alcohol will kick you in the nuts when you have to get up at 6.30, so You're not man. saying that you're not drinking. No, no, I'm just not drinking brown alcohol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> brown alcohol. All right. Specifically scotch. Is yeah. yeah. Well, I was a big scotch drinker. That was my drink. And then, gotcha. you know, after a couple, you know, scotch is, first of all, A, you got to pay good money for the good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, B, it's, there's no, like I can sit down, I can say, all right, you know, I can have four beers tonight, go to bed, be fine at seven o'clock when my kid wakes up. But like scotch is, I can have one glass. And then I can either have two and I'm hurting the next day, or I can have three and I'm hurting the next day. There's no real, there's no real. I can't gauge it, so I stay away. Uh, there's the old rule of uh, you know why martinis are like breasts. What is One's that? not enough, and three is too many. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vodka martini or gin martini. Uh, well, it was said by Dean Martin, so I'm gonna guess gin. Yeah, I always said vodka. 
I drink vodka because gin's for alcoholics. I don't know why anybody drinks gin. gin I mean, they, all, all they make clear. it in a bathtub, for Christ's sake. <laughs> well, all, all liquors are start out as vodka, and then you add stuff. No way. That's, what? That's basically the idea. Really? Says who? When, when you distill... Says a scientist. When you, distill, right. when you distill potatoes or whatever down into its basic, turn it into alcohol, mm-hmm. that alcohol is vodka. If you didn't add anything to it, that's what you have as vodka. If, really? it's, if you add juniper, whatever, then you have gin. So it's the laziest of alcohols. It's the laziest. It's the most basic. It's the most Russian of... Yeah, that's why. <laughs> They're like, why would we add stuff? Because they were Russian. They're in yeah. a hurry. It's like, we, we can drink this now. It's a drink or it's rocket fuel. What are we going to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> now that the Cold War's over, let's drink it. Yeah. They actually would drink rocket fuel out there, and they had the ICBMs parked in Siberia, you know, and they ran out of vodka. They would drink rocket fuel? They would slightly distill it just enough to make it uh, not lethal, but if you drank enough, it did kill you. You know this stuff if you finish college. (laughs) (laughs) If I'd started. I never started. I never even started. Comedy college. You know what you're going to look for? And Dax, I'm sorry, I know you don't have kids, or... I don't think you do. Not that I know of. Okay. I don't think I do. Um, you're going to look forward to that night where you can drink yeah, and, and sleep in when you're on the road. And, it, and for me, it's one night. And then it's just, A, I'd feel guilty, or B, I just want to go home. So you're going to okay. look forward, like, oh, my God. Even my wife's, like, going to Chicago. I'm like, yeah. She's like, come on. You kind of enjoy the lack of responsibility, don't you? Like, no, I mean, I miss you guys a lot. Yeah, I do a little. I enjoy it. <laughs> right. But you, I do miss my kid a lot, and I miss my wife. I've always missed my wife, but you know, now that we, I miss my kid. We are like, in an interesting circumstance that we have a job that has to take us mm-hmm. away from that. Sorry, baby, I got to go. Yeah, yeah. Got to go fight that comedy war out there. <laughs> I mean, it'll be over in four days, but I got to go fight it. Got to go sell some nachos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a battle. <laughs> gotta go yeah. sell some nachos. Yeah. That's what we gotta do. That's what yeah. we do, man. Like, growing up at the club I grew up at, I was just considered myself a beer and nacho salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I was just distracting them until they bought enough beer and nachos. Mm. Uh, speaking of Jackie Cation, um, <laughs> we were a few minutes ago. Right. Jackie either tweeted or texted me, I don't want to say like a year ago, a year and a half ago, that blank is doing some really dark shit on stage this week oh is this like match game yeah don't, don't. <laughs> who is that blank <laughs> he is in the room and it's not me and it's not augie is it dax she, oh well, cap she, city oh cap city i was gonna say yeah i bet that was for cap city yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. well that's because it was yeah it was fairly close to uh post-divorce times right and uh so she, <laughs> i was doing you know divorce and suicide material <laughs> which was hilarious <laughs> yeah it, it was uh yeah it was pretty it was pretty dark at times yeah definitely i want to talk to you taking, about taking it down the dark alley yeah let's get into this yeah yeah let's yeah. talk about this let's, let's break this down i was with you at a show the day that the whole thing happened. Right. Wait, the I, divorce happened, or did, the turn set, you took on stage? No, I did. I did a set the night my wife left me. Okay. Uh, no, left you. Dex <laughs> texted, texted what? him, texted him. You didn't tell me this. Saying it's over. The ba- yeah, it started out as a text because uh, she had gone radio. She was she was out of town and had disappeared. Kind of gone radio silent for the weekend, and it was it had been building to this, and then finally it was like. Yeah, it was Monday morning. Uh, I texted her. I'm like, look, I know what's happening. You might as well just tell me. Oh, man. I know it's over. You might as well just get the guts to say it. She's like, okay, you're right. Sorry. 
And then she called later on. Frowny face. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This was before the emojis where you could put a picture of a (laughs) poo-poo. Man, you left that part out of the story when you were telling me this. Ah. And then Dax's opening line that night on stage at Monday was was beautiful. He says, "Uh, this morning at uh, 10.30, uh, my wife left me via text. But to stand up, so I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and luckily, uh, Brett Hamill hit record on his iPhone and record it for me, so I have the oh nice that nine minute just experience. purge <laughs> down. So yeah. did it take a just a your act take a huge turn after uh, that? I wouldn't say a huge turn. I'm a very slow moving vessel. Uh, <laughs> Well, you're uh, busy reading up on Russian uh, <laughs> yeah, rocket exactly. fuel. I'm too busy taking in tidbits, <laughs> regurgitating. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, as Augie saw, you know, I, w- I, I took a, a long time rifling through that information in my head and trying to figure out what to do with it. And we, we Augie and I and, and some friends, we built a pretty good little chunk that I have that's, you know, a solid, you know, five minutes or whatever. And we've only recently started attacking some other angles on it. And part of it is, I, you know, I don't mind talking about it, like, with friends and just kind of, you know, psychologically going through it. Mm-hmm. But on stage talking about it, I really don't like fumbling through it because it's such an emotional thing. Sure. I, mm-hmm. I really only like going to stage with a very, very worked out components of it mm-hmm. because... I can handle the sadness of thinking about the divorce, or I can handle the sadness of a joke not going well, but I can't combine the two. (laughs) There's no room in my soul for two of those things not to be happening. Uh, The unkindest kind of all, yes. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it has to be really ultra prepared Mm -hmm. uh, before I can uh, kind of take it to its... This is, all. this is the perfect topic because on my last episode, both comedians' fathers ha- had died while they were on the road, and they had to oh, deal with that. Wow! So this is another downer topic. Jeez, this is good. Yeah, well, uh, you better come up with some patchy. Uh, yeah, my uh, my dad died. Uh, I found out Wednesday night at like midnight when I was in uh, Boise. Oh, really? And uh, this wasn't last week or anything. This was fifteen years ago. But uh, then I was on stage the next night. And because of our relationship, there was like no funeral or memorial service or anything. But I, I told the club, it's like, look, I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be a bit on edge. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody starts talking or yelling at me, you better go handle it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna get nuts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a fun couple of months. Is if if anybody would like ooh or uh, or heckle me. Because uh, I'd, I'd have a joke about how my dad died, you know, like up front. And then mm-hmm. uh, later, in the, if somebody heckled me, I'd go, uh, fuck you, my dad's dead. Right. That <laughs> <laughs> shut him up. That would shut him up. <laughs> man, now you have having your arsenal for the rest of your life, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good man, yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess now, I mean, At it, any point. when you hit your 50s or 60s, it's kind of stupid. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, we assume. So's mine. <laughs> <laughs> So's everybody's yeah. asshole. Move on. <laughs> Somebody has out. My kid is dead. Well, oh, oh, you geez. win. <laughs> Way to bring it down. Show ruiner. <laughs> no, but dealing with personal stuff on stage, mm. man, that's ah, that's where the genius comes out. Because I Daxton, that was my favorite stuff. Mm. And I'm you, as you know, I'm a huge fan of your comedy. But that I thought you just took the, all that to a next level of it's the best breakup stuff I've ever heard. It was uh, it was it was surprisingly fun to do, mm-hmm. and uh, 
it was weird because we had worked out some bits, but also I was kind of like, there was a young couple sitting right in the front, one of whom was a comic, one of whom was a hot chick that clearly wasn't, and like I had a weird <laughs> connection. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you have another job besides comedy? You think she's gonna just going to stick around, do you? Right, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah it was just it was this interesting combination of also you know comics aren't known for building trust on stage and i had to keep reminding the audience because they're like wait really i'm like yes oh this they didn't morning they didn't believe you <laughs> yeah because it's always like oh you know my girlfriend broke up with me last week every week for the last five years right right but in this case I was like, yeah, no, this morning it happened. Yeah, who's fucking doing that? Because it's pissing <laughs> me off. Because people will come up to me afterwards and go, do you really have a kid? Because right. all I'm doing is I'm doing... Well, all it takes... My whole 40 minutes is about a kid, having yeah. a kid yeah. right now. So, And I'm like, no, that's the topic I decided to sit down and write <laughs> yeah, about the, uh, and yeah. work on for the last year and a half <laughs> is uh, about having one kid. That's what I decided. Yeah. Fuck traffic. I'm not going to write about that. I'm not going to write about topical stuff. Kid. Kid, no experience with them. <laughs> but all it takes is for one guy to tell a story, which, you know what I did that TSA agent? I punched him in the face, and then I walked right through the security, and nobody yeah. bought... Yeah, yeah. Telling some a story. other guy's on a camel yeah. with uh, explosives tied to him, just walking... He's like, no, nobody, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guys <laughs> are up there telling stories as if they happen that are clearly shot credibility. It shoots credibility for everybody else. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. then some people have the most amazing true stories you've ever heard. And you think, wow! I hope that's. I hope that's. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, right. The machine. Holy crap! Uh, 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 oh, uh Andy uh, Kern. No, no. What, um, the comedy machine. Uh, no, um, oh. Help me out here. I don't Bert, think I know. Uh, Bert, Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer. Oh, yeah. Bert Kreischer! Please tell yeah. me everything he says ridiculous, is the truth. Ridiculous, ridiculous stories that are all true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all amazingly. And I have people outside of comedy like send me his tapes. Like, is this true? Is yeah, this? Yeah. Did this happen? Yeah, yeah. It all actually happened. He was the in inspiration for Van Wilder, right? Did you hear that story? I've never heard that story. He was... Story, I heard yeah. this... Actually, I heard this on the Crab Feast, Jay Larson and Ryan Sickler's uh, uh, show, which I think I'm on next week. Oh, self-plug. Uh, <laughs> he... They, Rolling Stone was going down to find, like, the 10 best party schools, and he was at one of them. And the whole time they were there, the reporter's like, so who... You gotta talk to Burt Kreischer, man. You gotta talk to Burt Kreischer. You gotta talk. So it ended up being about Burt Kreischer as opposed to the 10 party schools. He was on the cover of Rolling Stone before he ever did stand-up as the ultimate college party guy. Wow. And then he got flown out to Hollywood and they wrote Van Wilder around him. Boom. That's a big responsibility. That is a big because there's a lot of party guys in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a yeah. lot of guys. That I'm like telling to have his story. It's his story. You can listen to it on the Crab yeah. Feast. Look it up. It's it's amazing, and he's so f crazy and funny. Uh, uh, dealing with stuff uh, on stage. So here's a crazy story, and I if I've told you this story, please stop me because I don't think I've told it on this podcast. Uh, okay, well if you have, it was a year and a half ago. I have uh, I have a really good breakup story about uh, five six years ago. Um, I was living in Portland. Another girl was living in Seattle. I met her when she was heckling a show. She was heckling a show that I was at. So that should have been a red flag. What are you doing? Anyway, <laughs> should have been. Was a she red heckling flag. you or other? She comic? was heckling me, oh. but not in a mean way. But just like as somebody that just didn't quite understand how stand up worked. Yeah. Like, wait, are you saying like questioning like this like my satire and such? And anyway, so I start talking to her after the show uh, with her friend. Anyway, uh, things start to heat up. Three months into it, I decide that I'm going to move to Seattle 
okay, to to move in with her. I know it's way too fast. Oh, I'm not judging. So I sell half my furniture. She comes down on the weekend. The next day, we're going to pick up a U-Haul truck and uh, drive the rest of it up to Seattle. We go to the gym that morning, and we I stop at a Kinko's to pick up boxes. And I get, get out of the car, and she says, uh, I can't do this. And I say, that's cool. You wait here. I'll go get the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that isn't what she meant at mm-hmm. all. She was actually breaking up with me. Okay. My car was in Seattle. She drives back. She drives my car back down the next day, and I take her to the airport. Okay? Good following. Now, I'm still not quite sure if we're broken up or I'm just not moving in with her or what's going on. And she says, I'm sorry about your furniture, and maybe this will help some of it. And she hands me a check, Murray. She (laughs) hands me a check. Now, a lot of people don't know. In the memo, it says break up. (laughs) (laughs) People don't know what their love is worth. Right, right. I do. I have a number. I have a number. What's $500, baby? (laughs) $500 is what Augie Smith is worth. Okay. So I walked around with just her on my mind for a year and a half. Sure. We cut to Valentine's Day, I want to say 2009. Okay. I'm working Seattle. She shows up at a show. And uh, I take her home. Well, not her home, but I take her back to the hotel. And uh, pardon my language, but I fuck her. Okay. It's Valentine's Day. And then I didn't care about her anymore. Really? And the next night on stage, I had had this wonderful weight off my chest Mm -hmm. of now I've won. Now I've I've rejected her. I'm better than that. Man, I was just... And that was... Well, it was the night before Valentine's that she came to the show, so it was Valentine's Day. Right, right. That I got to celebrate uh, being emancipated. See, ladies, just give us what we want, and we'll stop bothering you. (laughs) (laughs) That was all it took. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I used to think hecklers just ruined shows, but apparently they ruined like two or three years of your life. They ruin lives. (laughs) They are life ruiners. Wow. future. Don't get involved with a heckler. I know now. All right. I never will again. All right. Now, I'm, now my wife is the best comedy audience like in the history of the world. She yeah. comes to all my shows. Oh, good. She sits and she laughs. And uh, it, it, if somebody's talking, oh, my God, she's right up in their face. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been at shows and looked over and just seen her, her finger just wagging at a guy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <him> to shut <laughs> up. It's beautiful. Yeah, good security. She yeah. still comes to your shows? She does. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. And I tell her, it's like, why, why do you want to see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see me. Yeah, yeah. I don't, energy. I yeah. don't want to do this act again tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, that's crazy. Because when I first started back, because I had stopped doing stand-up, and then I got married, and then I came back, and she she came to, like, first of all, I wouldn't bring her to, like, a one thirty slot. She didn't want to go to that. But when, you know, I'm like, just... She's like, I want to come. To, I want to come to every show, and I'm like, Yeah, you're gonna just say that for like six months. And it was about six months, but now, and I also want to hold her back too because I don't want her to see the same thing over and over. Like, you know, don't right. You know, come when I headline Melrose, you know, or you know, something. Right. You know, don't drive to Pasadena to see me do 14 minutes. You know, right. Come to the and good give you some special time shows. to write some jokes. Yeah, yeah, and she, yeah, that's <laughs> true too. And she likes to see how it develops. And the stuff about her, I run by her. You know, so it gets approval. Has she ever said no? To a bit, like she, you were gonna do a bit, and she didn't like it. She didn't say no, but she said she didn't like it, and it never really got a laugh anyway. So I didn't was it that it. stanky pussy joke? <laughs> <laughs> she got the stanky. Pussy. Yeah, you know when girls get that get stanky pussy sometimes. <laughs> 
Wash your shit. <laughs> Patrol your area. <laughs> Not that one. All right. No, she likes that one. No. But she would never heckle. Would she? She wouldn't heckle another comic. Is she not having? Oh a heckling, no, she, she doesn't have a heckling bone. Comic. She wouldn't. No, no. She likes to sit and laugh. Okay. You know. She, I don't yeah, think she would. She's not heckle. a lunatic. No, no. She's not a lunatic. I'm like some people's girlfriends or right. wives who fucking come to a show yeah. and like feel like they can do whatever they want. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Just knocking stuff over. Yeah. Just making a scene. Sometimes you got to stop inviting friends and family to comedy shows. You ever like had that happen where you yeah. invite people and then they get thrown out? That's happened to me before. Oh, really? It is the worst yeah. experience in the world. Yeah. For you or them? Because they think they're VIPs and they can yeah. get away with extra stuff. And then all of a sudden, well, you, I just, just, don't you just see this, this, this thing happening in the back of the room. <laughs> like, oh, God, I'm going to have to deal with every part of this later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to deal with both sides. Oh, boy. No I just way. don't hang out with jerks, so I don't have that problem. Well, you know, what a lot of these clubs do is they throw people out for laughing too much. That's yes. what I found. The people have told me that they have been thrown out of the club for laughing too much. Yeah, yeah. Which I just think is wrong. The comedy clubs at a do comedy that. club, yeah, right? I, I mean, why. they're there to have a good time. Comedy club, why throw them out for laughing too yeah, much? I was just laughing too much. They always tell me on the much. way out I wasn't doing anything else. So I was just yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just laughing too much. Did your wife go with you on the road? Uh, very rarely. She's yeah. got uh, she's got regular job. Okay. You know? She's a job creator. Yeah, yeah. Which did, is a, she's a good thing. Did your wife go with you when you were? Right. Um, no, not really. We always had plans to, and mm-hmm. then it never worked out. Like the expanse, or she would end up. She was also traveling a lot. Would we she, te- on, would she we text you a- while you're at the airport saying she's not going to show up? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we were on uh, the last gig she was ever uh, with yet in Boise, right? Yeah, Boise was the last time. Yeah, they were on the run. and that that was a great one because uh, I pissed off a guy who got so mad he attacked the sign out front. <laughs> what? He put Punched a hole him. in the sign. Oh. Yeah, there's a great picture of me with just my head through the hole in the sign. Yeah, it was like a, a dry erase board that they would put on an easel out in front of the club yeah, yeah. with the basic information of the shows. Oh, really? And he got he thrown out. A perfect huge hole in the yeah. middle. Of it. And you yeah. pissed him off. You, you, you had him thrown out. Yeah. No, it was at the end of the show. It was at the very end of the show. I do this very satirical bit that includes uh, something about rape. And the point of the joke is comics talking about rape and how stupid that is. Mm -hmm. Uh, He didn't quite get that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So he stands up in the middle of it and he's screaming at me. And I'm so charged up from my adrenaline that I'm screaming back at him. And so the show ends and he starts coming towards the stage and I walk off the stage (laughs) and I'm ready to go. You know, that post-show, all of a sudden I'm alpha male, the ape that's going to attack him. And uh, so they get in the way of him and then he disappears and I'm standing there selling CDs with just this (laughs) very aggressive (laughs) CDs. Thank you, here's your change. And then... The guy, the door guy comes and like, you're going to have to see this. And they come outside and there's a big hole in the sign. The guy had punched the sign. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. He's obviously kicked out for laughing too much, right? Yeah, he was laughing yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Just enjoying it. Getting it. Over getting it. <laughs> what club is that that they put a dry erase board up there? Uh, this is called Liquid Laughs in Boise. It's been the funny bone over oh, the years. Oh, okay. They're, is it Liquid Laughs now? There's always been a gig yeah. in Boise. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's always great for mm-hmm. a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, they all dissolve. I've done, I don't know, what, seven different rooms in Boise? Some amazing <laughs> amount over my life. Really? Yeah. It's a great town. Boise? I've it's never, a good comedy town. I've never gone. It's a good comedy town punchline. I've never gone for to do any work there, I don't think. Oh, it's, it's no, it's uh, it's a, it's this hidden gem of a city. Really? Yeah, you wouldn't think so. In the middle of Idaho, that doesn't get the best press. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know that about Idaho. <laughs> no, really? 
people say some bad stuff about Idaho because white the supremacists state? train there and such. But yeah. also, there's Boise, which well, is a if as long as you stay in downtown Boise, you're having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Or up to Moscow, Idaho is actually a pretty cool little town. Mm-hmm. Moscow Pullman combination. You always got to bring it back to Russia, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Always, Every always got to bring it back. I found out that there's a shitty area of San Francisco when I was up there for Sketchfest a couple weeks ago. What? I didn't know that. A bad area of San Francisco. I honestly didn't know that. That's crazy. I thought the bad area of San Francisco was Oakland, <laughs> but I no, I honestly didn't know that there was a bad. And I was staying at a hotel, and I was going to uh, meet the guys from Antenna Radio. Hey, if you're listening, what's up? Thanks for uh, having me. Um, in a bad part of town. And, no, but I'm like, oh, I'll just walk over and like, hey, it's kind of a bad part of town. You might want to Uber it. The Tenderloin is uh, is a bad area. Is that what it's San called? Francisco. I don't know what they it was. have the greatest names for their neighborhoods in San Francisco. Well, like what besides the Tenderloin? Well, the Castro is a oh, beautiful Castro, name Castro. For, it's for a neighborhood, especially a gay neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Fidel knew that about <laughs> his neighborhood. It used to be Buttfuck neighborhood, but Johnny Buttfuck started that neighborhood, but right. it was too obvious. But it turned so out he wasn't Castro. gay. No. That <laughs> <laughs> was one of those Ellis Island things. And the gays came in and they ruined <laughs> Buttfuck neighborhood. They, cha- yeah. they made him change his name? Yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, Budfewicz when he came here from Poland. <laughs> when they all became the Buttfucks so they could uh, make their way. And make their way they did. Is Boy? What's your favorite town to perform in? Besides Boise, uh, yeah, Boise is definitely way really? up there. Um, I like. Uh, I gotta look into getting to Boise. Sh- Chicago grew on me at first. I was it was a little aggressive for me, uh, audience to audience, like at that Zany's Club. Yeah, um, but then I, I, I kind of learned to figure it out. Uh, I don't work Zany's. Yeah, Minneapolis, real good company. Yeah, yeah, town. yeah. Minneapolis is great. Yeah, I like to do that. Uh, but honestly, I think Cap City in Austin. Was probably my favorite continuous week. Good old Rich Miller. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was a good time where I did my dark set. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dark times. <laughs> dark Austin's times. a fun town, dark man. <laughs> what about you, Augie? Uh, I love Boise, but uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Omaha. Yeah, yeah. People don't talk about Omaha. It's Nebraska a comedy town. I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's Nebraska. I've been going to the wrong Omaha. Otherwise, I've been lied to. <laughs> No, I'm a huge fan of that one. Uh, Omaha is... That's a funny bone, isn't it? Uh, it is a funny bone. Yeah, it yeah. It is a funny bone. Um, uh, our, uh, right outside of Detroit at Royal Oak, uh, Ridley's. Oh, Ridley's. Jack Ridley's, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, Mark Ridley's. Mark Ridley's, that's it. I was thinking Jack Diddley's, which right. is no longer yeah. around. Yeah. There is no Jack Diddley's anymore. Not anymore, yeah. no. Who would have th- thought that thriving club would have gone under? <laughs> that was pretty ghetto. <laughs> that was... That but here's the funny thing about Jack Diddley. So they would have uh, it turned into a dance club afterwards, mm-hmm. and they'd have these screens up, and it had that thing where you could text in a message that would show up on that screen. So right. you know, you'd have fun with that. Maybe you know the bartenders, you know, would text them a message. And so with the comics, it was kind of fun. We'd always oh, do cool. some stuff. But then I realized one day you don't have to be there. <laughs> The text for them to right. get that text message, <laughs> right? So, like for a year, every Friday night that I would remember, just like at ten or eleven o'clock, I would start throwing text messages from wherever I was. Oh, I would just, just start throwing messages up on that screen <laughs> <laughs> until I would get a message from one of the bartender friends that they had finally seen something I was putting up there. Oh, that's funny. Oh, were, you, were you attacking the comics? <laughs> no, hey, no. my brother's gay. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. They should have those screens up during the show. A little, right? Yeah, tweet feedback during yeah, like, the show. Like that scroll on CNN. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I this think... comedian not doing well. Let's see how the next <laughs> joke goes. 
Chris Gethard might do that. Do you know that guy? He's a New York kind of alt comic, kind of out of the UCB thing. He had a when I lived in New York a couple of years ago. He had a uh, uh, PowerPoint. No TV show, public access TV show. Oh, okay. Which now I think he's going to do as an actual show, and you could tweet and it would show up on the screen, and if anything caught his eye, they would discuss it. That makes sense. So that's why I just stay up just tweeting at him <laughs> all night. In, in between feedings, it was right after we had the kid. So. Ah, excellent. <laughs> like in between loop. feedings. Yeah. Well, right? he's sleeping. For me. Nice. Yeah, no, in between my feedings. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I call meals. Should we talk about yeah, that situation? Uh, there's a guy. Uh, now, I met him. Uh, and am I going to have to bleep his name out? He won't hear this. Well, I, I'm not ashamed of anything I say about him because it's all the truth. Okay, yeah. sure. So, I, yeah. okay. It's, it's a bit salacious. I'll okay. give you that. I'll, I'll do a judgment call. I've only had to bleep two names. One was when I was in Vegas and somebody kept shitting on a booker who was coming on my show. Ah, okay. And the other one was Mike Bridenstine, drunk at Bridgetown, <laughs> who was talking about his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. So did you bleep out Bridenstine, the girlfriend? Or I couldn't bleep out Bridenstine because he was on the show for an hour. <laughs> ah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I, I like when that guy's drunk. He makes me laugh. He, and this, and he I mean, he was, makes me laugh anyway. But oh, yeah, he's a funny dude. But this, I mean, this, and by the way, this was... 11.30, 11.45 in the morning. What is that in the morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's didn't the see that coming. That <laughs> and no lie coming. either. No, because I'd come back from somewhere and he was at the bar and he was drinking. Hen- anyway, I don't want to shit on him. I like Mike. He's great. And he obviously came on under his own accord. And he has, uh, you know, he has fun in life. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, and he's a funny why, dude. Why, why are we to say he's wrong? I'm not. I'm not He's taking on a responsibility of being drunk at 11.30 in the morning. That's not easy. You know how hard that is? Um, okay, so when I, fr- I first met him uh, maybe two years ago, uh, <laughs> doing this casino gig with him, mm-hmm. where it's one of these deals where it's two, uh, there's an MC and then there's two people doing 40 minutes. Okay. So he did the 40 minutes in front of me. 40? And, yeah. He did 40 minutes? Can you minutes? imagine? Oh my God. Now, I, I don't say this lightly because okay. I have seen a lot of comedy in my life. If it wasn't the worst comedy set I've ever seen, it was in the top five. And I don't mean like for open mics. We've all seen terrible five minutes sure, or sure. terrible ten minutes. But as far as a paid set where somebody was performing, it was one of the worst sets I've ever seen. Okay. Where it was just, you, you, you're like back there and you're like, it takes your breath away how bad Mystifying. it is. You just go, oh my God. And so <laughs> afterwards... He like uh, gives me his card, says that he books. Well, in that case, we're going to be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best, maybe the top five. So best I sets. never expected to hear from him again. Sure. And I got a call from him, which was weird because I never gave him my number. Uh, out of the blue, offering a fairly well-paying uh, a gig at a navy uh, navy base in San mm-hmm. Diego. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I go down and do that, and then pretty soon. Uh, I start doing like Elks clubs for him, mm-hmm. and it's all it's, they're all around L.A. and you know it's it's crap money, right? And so I'm making at these Elks clubs like a hundred, a hundred and fifty bucks. So I assume he's making twenty five, fifty dollars. That's mm-hmm. just what I because I'm an idiot, right? Oh, okay, is what I find out later. I think so, I see where this is going. Yeah. So <laughs> Dax and I like we'd go around and do gigs for him, and I don't know what you were making on these, but like those gigs we did in Northern California, I only made a hundred and twenty five a show. Yeah, it <laughs> was so like was, some of them were fifty, some of them were seventy five. Yeah. Right. Well, so then I do a, uh, he, he, what he would do, he'd just tell me the city, mm-hmm. right? He'd just say, do you want to do, um, what's the one right over the Nevada border? Uh, if you- uh, Prim? 
Yeah. Okay, so he offers me one that I think is prim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, an, it's but what was it? It was a uh, uh, perump. It, it was perump. Perump. He offers me perump. I've done perump. Right. Uh, so then, <laughs> it, so it's like, so I f- just figure I'm going in to do an Eagles or an Elks. Sure, sure. And it was two hundred dollars for the one show. I was like, all right, well that's ridiculous that I'm going to drive, but I just thought I'll drive over there. I'll drive back. No thing. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden it's two nights. Then I find out it's at a winery. So now it's two nights. The total money is three fifty, mm-hmm. which is shit. It's yeah, yeah. shit money. But it's like, ah, uh, I'm not doing anything else, whatever. So I get there and I find out it's a charity. It's a, they're they're raising money for uh, e- is it Easter seals, something like that. A Easter big seals, one like yeah, that. yeah, that like, sounds like right. Easter seals, kids yeah, yeah, yeah. is basically what it's for. And they're all paying twenty five dollars a piece to be there, mm-hmm. and they're sold out for two nights. And I find out. From the booker, that is making nine dollars a head. So I do it in my head. His end is damn near two thousand dollars, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's paying the guy headlining wow. it three fifty for two so shows. Wow! For two oh, shows. Yeah, yeah. For two shows. Yeah, yeah. Murray. Yeah. And At a winery. For those of you that are listening that don't know a lot about comedy. The booker can't make five times more than the comic. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Just it's isn't. just a bad, bad business model yeah, yeah. for stand-up. So I call him the next day, and uh, it, it didn't start well, the, set, the, the conversation. <laughs> I, I probably should have eased into it, but I said, now in 20 years of comedy, I've never been fucked this bad by anybody. This is, right, I right. think, my first sentence. So things got more escalated from that and more heated, and we're going back and forth a little bit. Well, anyway... So that, and then Daxton decides to keep working for him. That's how bad I needed two hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, he 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 started booking the Pachanga Casino out in Temecula, which had been an improv, and then they shut that down, and it turned into a Asian karaoke room. Right, right. Which as I remember Paolo the improv said, Pachanga is yeah. uh, redundant. But then that <laughs> didn't work, and uh, somehow he started comedy back up in there. He's booking the show. Um, so I went and worked it last weekend. This past weekend? Just this past yeah. weekend. Oh, so this is hot off the press. This is, yeah. Right, this is hot when, off the press. When did this, ha- when did this happen with you? Well, this happened that with me really like six, seven months ago. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So that's still hot I've off the press. Been, and the thing is, I understand people need money. Yeah. I, they just need to know what they're getting into. Yeah. That if you're making a certain amount of money, okay. he is making a ridiculous amount. Like, there's something that works for comedy that the booker makes right around 20, 25% of the total budget. Mm-hmm. If they, like that... That is that works for comedy. Sure, sure. When the booker makes 70, 80% of the budget, yeah. it doesn't work that way. Right. Yep. Um, so I went and worked it with, with Paulo Gata, and r- right off the bat, he, again, I call him. Hold room. off saying his name anymore because I might be bleeping his name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't decided yet. Okay. Just all hold right. off saying his name anymore. All right. All right. So, um, um, what should we call him? We gotta have a good what name for him. What should we call him? What Sugar Daddy. Yeah, yeah. We'll just call him Sugar Daddy. 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 Yeah. We'll just call him Daddy. So okay. Daddy comes in, and uh, the first thing he does in the green room, he opens up the drawers to empty out his pockets. His pockets are just filled with crap, and he just has a pocket full of condoms. He just has <laughs> mm-hmm. a front pocket just full of condoms. Whoa, okay. Yeah, just okay. A pocket yeah. full of condoms. Good for Great. you, man. Hey, sure. he's a partier. Sure. Sugar Daddy's a partier. Sugar Daddy's a partier. He had driven in from Long Beach, I'm sure. You know, he had to stop and do something. So... Uh, 
all day he had been bothering Paul, calling him because the headliner gets a room now. Not the feature doesn't get a room there anymore. Okay, that was not part of what was negotiated or a a buffet ticket. You don't even get a buffet ticket. Not even a buffet ticket for either of the comics. So because uh, they been can't calling. just be giving those things away in a right. casino. Yeah. yeah. What what kind of how food? are they going to make money? How are they going to be able to throw away food nobody's <laughs> eaten if they start giving away free tickets? So. Um, uh, he had been calling Paul all day. Hey, can I get a spare key to your room so I could come in and uh, take a shower and use the uh, hotel gym? Mm-hmm. To which Paul replied, "Which isn't weird. No, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, from talking to other headliners, he does that with all the headliners. He calls and bothers them for a key to their room so he could use their room and the uh, hotel amenities. And really, yeah. So creepy. Uh, no. Creepy. Yeah, so then we uh, the show goes on. Uh, I go like one minute over because I, I didn't see where the light was uh-huh. until, oh, but got a little late, and then I wrapped it up real quick and got off stage. It's like, he comes in, hey, um, I got a couple pieces of advice for you. Now, he's only even been doing comedy for like five years. Right. All of it terrible. He MCs the shows. Uh, he starts out with, so where are my gay people at? Right. Gay people? Right. No, that's cool. Okay. That's cool. That's okay. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but whatever. You know, your thing <laughs> is. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do it. Right. Yeah. yeah, but you're fine with yeah. that. Yeah, just digs a giant hole. So anyway, he's like, uh, "Yeah, no, you shouldn't." Uh, uh, he's like, first of all, I need you off stage." Right at twenty, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I get it. I lied." He goes, "Also, um, you should, uh, you know, you should close on a big joke. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, you should close on uh, on big energy." <laughs> okay, okay, thank you. Well, I I rushed off stage once when I realized I saw the light. I just flashed my CD and whatever. It's like, okay, good night. And he's like, okay. Although I think it's kind of cheesy that you sell a CD during your set. Right at this point, at what, I don't even know what to say to a person who is. I, I, he was already too deep. And right, then right. He adds that one. I'm like, I, but but what does he sell after his show? After That's, the show, he sells a T-shirt based on a joke he doesn't do. <laughs> he doesn't do. <laughs> yes. At the end of the show, he just unfurls a T-shirt that says. Uh, Cat, do, wait, cats drool, dogs rule, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense because it's dogs that do the drooling. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> Maybe that's why he doesn't do the joke. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't so, make sense. Even the shirt doesn't make sense. Yeah, even the shirt doesn't make Nothing about it makes sense. And I just, uh, I, at this point, I shut down. I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, whatever. And all, and he's just like, why are you smirking? What? Oh, I get it. You you and Augie, you guys know everything. You've been around forever. You Okay, all right. The whole rest of the weekend, all he would do is try to start fights with me. Right. Really? All, rest of the, all, all he would do is try to push me. And I like what he said. Uh, yeah. You would argue you're the only two people that have a problem with me. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I, and I looked at me and I said, everyone has a problem with you. <laughs> Everybody that comes <laughs> in contact. Yeah. Like, and like all the gigs that, that I would do for him, like the, the people that worked there, they were all like creeped out. <laughs> it's just one of these things. Yeah, yeah. How does a guy like that get anybody to do anything? Right, right. What I mean, the? At all. It's, it's, I don't get it. It's this creeping hucksterism. He's just such a hustler that he can yeah. start enough gigs to make it look like he has a thing in place, and then he gets more gigs based on all these other things that well, are never going to happen again. the charity that he screwed over, and let's not kid ourselves, he's screwing over a charity. Is sure. What he, like, when he's taking that huge amount of money, he's not just screwing me, he's screwing the charity. Well, you know. It's a charity <laughs> that he's taking money from. It's just... You'll do a cheaper gig for a charity. People do that. People do free gigs for charities. But I don't do a gig where the booker of a charity gig raking in the dollars. And he had no. And he did not. I think you're getting into slander right there. Is that slander? I think so. I think you're accusing a guy of uh, stealing money from a charity. Um. Yeah, I am. I am. am. That's exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) 
I'm accusing Sugar Daddy right. of stealing money from a charity. All That's right. exactly. I'm just covering my own ass. I don't want to have to shut this podcast down. I've been doing it a long time. And All right. Funny. All right. Uh, Murray Valeriano had nothing to do with the last 10 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was all me, Augie uh, Smith. 100% Augie Smith. 20. 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We have other stories though. So that, but that's part of our road story life. No, hey man, yes. that's listen. Deal, listen. You know? I just don't want this to give Booker's a bad name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do hey, people get into booking comedy shows who've never actually done comedy? I love the yeah. fact that he says, "I think it's weird that you sell your CD at the end of your set." Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Berbiglia would hardly sell his stuff from stage, but then he'd go backstage, and he had basically a whole clothing line. <laughs> oh, does he really? <laughs> yeah. He had seven or eight T-shirts. A couple of scarves. And yeah, once again, there'd just be a line back yeah, around yeah. the block. Did he mention you know? it, or the MC mention he was selling? Uh, I would barely mention it. We're yeah, just yeah. like, hey, I got this thing. You know, because I well, mean, he's about the comedy. He's not about, you know, right, right. merchandise. That's maybe he the just... best uh, Berbiglia impression I've ever yeah. seen right now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Did you open for Mike? Yeah, 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 yeah. We used to work together a lot. We were, uh, we had the the greatest nine weeks of my career. Really? Uh, there was five of us that mm-hmm. were on a theater um, a theater tour. God, it was myself and Berbiglia and uh, Mike McRae and mm-hmm. Henry Phillips and Greg Warren, and it was so much. Fun. I love four of those guys. I don't know McRae. It was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a Friday Saturday. It was Friday, no offense to McRae. Place, Saturday in another place, mm-hmm. just in theaters. And yeah, it was the best nine weeks of my that life. That sounds awesome. I just had uh, had uh, Greg Warren on with Jackie Cation when I was in New York in January. Oh, nice. Show. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Greg is awesome. That's Greg my man, awesome. G-Rock. Yeah, yeah. He is amazing. And uh, Henry Phillips, I love him. He's been on here also. Yeah. I got to get him back. He hasn't he's been on in a while. So how many cities was that? It was nine weeks. It was nine a weeks. Uh, awesome. yeah, different city Friday, In a Saturday. bus or could he come home? Uh, we, uh, we would fly back. Yeah, they would fly us in. They'd put us up, and it was funny because it, so it, it was a Bob and Tom tour. At the oh, time. of course, that makes sense. And we were gonna we were gonna call it Ineligible Bachelors because mm-hmm. at the time we were all bachelors, which I don't think any of us are. No, Henry, Greg, are. Greg's not. Yeah, and Henry is. Uh, but then no, I mean, Greg gets somebody a bachelor, had already sorry. taken that, and we were gonna get T-shirts. I right. was gonna have a concert T-shirt. I'd never had one before. <laughs> it was gonna have the tour dates on the back. Oh, and I was so excited. And then there's some guy in Texas with an ineligible bachelor's comedy tour that he never got off the ground. But mm. we couldn't use it because of that. So it wasn't the greatest nine weeks. <laughs> You're right. So it was, yeah. Well, it was the greatest Sully. of my life. It wasn't the best it could have been. Ah, uh, of course. It was not the best. Leave it, it Leave been. it to a comic to say, I had the best show ever. <laughs> but this <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> the whole crowd walked sure. out. It was weird. <laughs> I mean, I was great. They just weren't into what I was doing. <laughs> I love Greg Warren. He's awesome. Uh, you reminded me of Perump. When yeah. I did Perump, I did a casino, and I ate it so bad that I decided to end every joke with Perump Bump, <laughs> 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 which pissed the people off even more. So that's <laughs> a classic Murray Road story. He's told that a thousand times on oh, the show. <laughs> that's on the first album of Road Stories. Do you think <laughs> that uh, the the worst gig, like just in general? Uh, are casinos like like there are great casino gigs out there, but as far as consistently bad gigs, uh, casinos as opposed to uh, corporate Christmas parties. Well, you know what you're getting into with a corporate. <laughs> I've had, I party. I you know what you're getting into. Yeah, I've only had one bad corporate Christmas party. 
Wow. I can what? only say, yeah, I've only wow. done... How many have you done? Three? Two. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And, but I don't go... I do them in there at the club. I don't go to the... Oh, like you don't when go they, to their oh, ball room. I don't go to the convention room. You've never or, been to the convention room? Well, not for Christmas parties. Stood without lighting. Uh-huh. One microphone. And, that were that were eating their lasagna oh, while you're on stage. At least it wasn't crunchy stuff. Yeah. You've never ran the raffle afterwards? You've never done that? No, gotta run the no. raffle. Oh, you gotta run the no, raffle. No, never I ran mean, the raffle. We're giving away the, uh, the, the car washes and the, yeah. de- de- the detailings. Um, and the speaker is the in-ceiling speaker. So it's just right. coming directly that, down on you? Yeah, that is mostly meant for emergency evacuation purposes. <laughs> yeah. But they happen to have a wireless uh, microphone that connects to that. Yeah. That yeah, they turn it all the way up, so it's like... <laughs> it, just, yeah, you terribly distorts. No, I uh, at this point, like I do one or two a year, and mm-hmm. they always seek me out, so it's okay. But yeah, those things scare the hell out of me. But weren't you? I not, got a guy you're not, fired. You're not squeaky. Time. You're not. We'll get to that. But you're not squeaky clean. No, I'm not, and that's the thing. That's usually that, what they want. But I can take. I can take. You know, you can take the bad words out. Okay. You know, like I said, you're not. I wouldn't consider out. you a dirty comic or whatever. But you're not squeaky. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the ideal. <laughs> You got to know what you're getting. Right, 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 right. You got to know what you're getting. Yeah. So, so you got a guy fired? Uh, yeah, there was a... Well, I assume I got him fired. I did a, a Christmas party. It was in Utah, mm-hmm. right, for this company. And it was... I didn't want to do it, so I quoted them a lot of money. And then it gave me a lot of money. Right. So then I thought, oh, great, I got to do it. And so I took out all the bad words, but it was a Mormon company. Yeah. And they apparently didn't know what they were getting into, so... Uh, I did my show and I did my time and I actually thought it went pretty well. Then I'm standing back there with the guy that hired me. He's like, oh, "Don't even worry about it, man. Don't you know? Don't just don't even wor- when like what do you mean? Don't even worry. I wasn't worried about it. I felt pretty good about it. And then a woman came back and the the guy that hired me was standing there with me and she looked at me and she said, "Well, I thought you were very funny." And then turned to the guy that hired me and said, "Well, you're in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> So I assume I got him fired. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, he was in trouble either way. Wow. Either way, he was in trouble. What? A, have you been doing it long enough to just let that go? To like the guy who's like, who well, said, eh. But the thing is, if you I, thought it was good, you I know what I mean? I told the guy a hundred times, it's like, look, you know, because he kept bringing up how it's like, okay, I need you to do a clean show. I was like, well, you know my act. Right. You wouldn't have hired me if you didn't know my act. I can take out all the bad words and I'll take out all the sex references, but. There's still satire, and yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> I still have targets. There's still right. targets to the jokes. Yeah, yeah. You can't take that out. You just huh. can't remove all that stuff. That reminds, that reminds me of a time I was doing a casino gig, and I thought I did pretty good. And sure. I, I was opening for somebody. I forget who I remember who it was, but I'll leave his name out. Um, and I walked back, and it was like, oh, it's, 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 this is uh, not have a sit. What's what's the shitty sister city to Vegas? Laughlin. Laughlin. Yeah, so it right. was just gray hairs, sea of gray hairs. And I thought I did pretty good. And I get off stage and he's like, ah, tough one, huh? <laughs> like, no. What? I guess so. Oh, I'm depressed. I'm depressed now. I'm drinking. I was having a great time two minutes ago. I guess I'm wrong. I don't know anything. My life sucks. I'm going to drive home. What a douche thing to say. Yikes. <laughs> My favorite is uh, was people come up to you and say, well, I thought you were funny. Yeah. Like, well, didn't everybody think? <laughs> no, nope, nobody just, else around me was laughing. <laughs> a lot of these people don't get you. Yeah, I yeah. get you. What does that mean? I just did well. What but now that I think about it, that was a comic. I wonder if he was. Ah, uh... oh, he's just messing with you. Well, yeah, yeah. He's well, a that, nice guy. That's the old thing about why they do Sunday shows at comedy clubs. 
because you know you have this good week and you like you kill, and then they have this Sunday shows are just notoriously terrible. Yeah, and then that's when you pick up your check and talk about coming in the next time. <laughs> so they want you to have just come off an awful show, <laughs> well, so that you're ask. hobbled a little bit. But you uh, don't, you don't well, at least I got this small paycheck. Yeah, that's, that's good. Sir. Yeah, Can I come back. I don't got to feel bad about taking money. Like, I don't Out of the good people, the comedy club's pockets. I don't know if we can keep the doors open with crowds like this, Augie. <laughs> <laughs> last night it Not was full. Well, that was uh, last night, yeah, man. Yeah. You can't be living in the past. Things are trending down since last <laughs> night. I sold out in Leeds. Well, this isn't Leeds. <laughs> I'm quoting a Mike and Mechanics video. I don't know if anybody ever remembers that one. No. All right. All never right. mind. Mike and Mechanics, they were a band. Yeah, they were quite a band. <laughs> yeah. What are the Mechanics they up to? They had three, uh, three songs. Mike is still up Two. There. What was it? In uh, the Living Years, right? In the Living Years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing. They had one. The other two. <laughs> in the Living Years. What else was there? Mike and the Mechanics. Help uh, me out here. Dad. Yeah. Um, uh, I, you know, I host I a music know. comedy podcast also, and I'm drawing a blank on Mike and the Do Mechanics. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Call Gary Lucy. He'll know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who I so took over for. everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's the sum knowledge of the universe in his head, that guy. <laughs> him? He's, he's the human iPhone. He is. is him and Matt Pinfield. Do you remember Matt Pinfield, the DJ? VJ? Yeah. yeah. The two guys I've met who, and I know a lot about music, who I was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about music. I yeah. was wrong. They got a head full. Yes. Gentlemen, when are you going to go bananas? Uh, we're going to go... Both of you guys together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's adorable. And they travel the world together. That's adorable. Yeah, myself and Daxton. End of May. See if I can squeeze in some Yeah, Chicago those are always good for stories. Cincinnati? Uh, Cincinnati. Love Cincinnati. Yeah, the, yeah. The, uh, I, I was reminded that I, I'd never done ecstasy before, and uh, I decided uh, that the first time I would take it was right before I went on stage. What? Really? In uh, Calgary. This is like... This is years ago. It's like 10 years ago. Sure. And I'm telling you right now, look, kids, I'm not telling you to do drugs. I'm not <laughs> telling you that. What I am telling you is if you do ecstasy before you go on stage, you're going to kill. <laughs> it's one of the best shows ever. And really? it wasn't just Actually, in my mind. Yeah, no, because I've, I I've done ecstasy. I know how it is. Because yeah. you just feel so connected with your audience mm-hmm. and you're so happy to be there yeah. and doing the jokes and each response was just so heightened. Oh, God, I love that. I think I'm killing. I uh, it's I actually did uh, last, uh, not last, summer before last, up at the Oregon Country Fair. There was a big camp out area, and we camped with a bunch of people who had a band, and they had a bus with a great sound and light set up. Uh-huh. So out in the middle of this field, we set up, and then on the Sunday night, the end of the festival, um, they put on a talent show, and... Uh, some people did comedy and you know people did all kinds of stuff and i had i had been taking uh molly the ex, you know the main ingredient in ecstasy that day oh is was, that was that what molly is yeah molly oh, is just that. mdma oh okay it's just the pure mdma okay usually if it's ecstasy it's that's also uh, combined the, oh that's <laughs> uh, that's tbs um what? very funny the, <laughs> Uh, yeah, MDMA is just the pure ingredient. Oh, okay. Ecstasy usually has uh, other like uppers added to it. Sure, it's sure. Like a super party drug. Whereas yeah, yeah. MDMA originally was actually a therapeutic drug uh, for schizophrenics, for, right? Um, no, for more stress uh, oh, or okay. uh, therapeutic, like uh, working through emotional problems. Um, they're like experimenting with it. Do. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) I don't know. They're experimenting with it for PTSD, uh, for soldiers coming back. It's a good way to let them get in touch with things. Uh Um, 
But uh, a so lot I of was... them have a fear of dancing <laughs> <laughs> while holding bright lights. <laughs> it helps them get over that. Well, I mean, what what? Who's got PTSD and wants to go to a rave? <laughs> <laughs> It's the only way you could get yourself to go to a rave. <laughs> the, right, the flashing lights you like and the crowded, dark drops. places with loud noises. Loud uh-huh. thumping yeah. and bright lights <laughs> and lasers. Yeah. And a DJ that arrives on a drone. <laughs> um, so I was uh, kind of, I was on the tail end of, uh, of, of Molly and then going up onto Mushrooms, mm-hmm. which oh. was the evening activity. So I was at that crux and I did this show. And uh, there was a big bonfire going, and all my friends were sitting around it, like 100 people. And I was wearing these refracting glasses that turn all light like into rainbows that somebody <laughs> had given me. <laughs> it was just the hippiest, trippiest thing. I mean, I had done comedy at Burning Man like a year earlier, but it was at 3 o'clock in the afternoon right. during the day with no drugs or anything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was wearing a tie and shorts and that's it. But um, Like a corporate but party. This, yeah, it's like exactly, exactly. I just thought it was funny. No sound system, but you have to wear a tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dress code. <laughs> Sir, you have to wear a dress. Um, so, And it was one of the best sets of my life. Really? Definitely. Yeah, because I was in that comfortable pocket of, oh, I'm in love with everybody. Everyone's in love with sure, me. Sure, sure. Right. I, could, I could talk at my exact rhythm and pace. was just so, like, the words were... The, whatever the my actual biofeedback rhythm was, they were coming out on that pace. Like there was nothing artificial about it. And then the response and except the drugs, exactly. And my, <laughs> my buddy who was uh, who was hosting the show was wearing a Winnie the Pooh costume, and uh, he was he was already uh, eccentric. This eccentric guy who lives on a boat, um, which is weird in Portland. Um, it was literally rolling around laughing in front. Like he was <laughs> right in front. With a pool outfit. Yeah. yeah literally weird. clutching his gut, rolling around laughing. And very. what else could make you happier than Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. That sounds awesome. Around, that laughing. sounds awesome. You've, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Eeyore just heckling. <laughs> Throwing Not darts. funny. Yeah. So, no, that's the thing is that I think that most of my favorite artists are addicts in some way. Mm-hmm. Like I look back at most of my favorite musicians and a lot of my favorite comics mm-hmm. are addicts. And now I'm not saying that the drugs took them to that place, mm-hmm. but the drugs seem to uh, take their mind in an interesting like where mm-hmm. where alcohol doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right. My my favorite story about a guy getting drunk on stage, a guy in Medford uh, at this bar gig. It's a great big bar. Hold on. It's called... It's been called three different things. Oh, all right. What's so it you called? can guess one of three different uh, things. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I've done it. It was the one, two, three club. Chadwick's? It was the Go Club. No, Chadwick's no. is the one in the... In, in the Rogue. The, yeah, Regency in the Hotel. Rogue, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Hotel. This is just a big dance club. Oh, okay. Where they had, a, they had a Friday or Saturday show there for years. Okay. It's, it's also called stage. Ground Zero. Oh, Ground Zero I did Ground Zero yeah. back when it was Ground Zero. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so it's a guy, they keep feeding him shots and feeding him shots, and he's just drinking the shots, and he's doing his act, and his act is just getting quieter and quieter, but not because he's getting quieter, because his hand that was holding the microphone is just dropping yeah. slowly, <laughs> and he's leaned up against the back of the stage, and pretty soon his hand goes all the way down, so you can no longer hear anything that he's saying, <laughs> right. and then he slowly just seeps down onto the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and passes out cold. Yeah, that's awesome. Beautiful wow. story. That's and my, great. And uh, they had a free buffet at that gig. 
Yeah, they did have a free buffet. You would show up, and there was uh, the worst free food. <laughs> I got food poisoning and almost couldn't go on stage at Ground Zero. <laughs> Swear to God, sense. not from that buffet. I couldn't eat that buffet because I ate at like a King's buffet or something that, that afternoon before. Mm. Suzanne Rice was headlining. I think I probably told the nice, story on the nice. show with Suzanne was on. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go be able to go on. You know, yeah. Did you do your time? I did my time. I probably went short, but at one point I felt I did the swallow. No. Oh, God. Yeah, I've uh, I've never had to run from stage for anything like that, mm-hmm. but I've been real close. And uh, I I know two stories, and they're both a little bit gross, but I'll I'll make them uh, better. That's fine. Uh, guy, <laughs> Canadian guy, that day had gone to some crappy Chinese buffet and mm-hmm. just gotten really really sick, and he goes to the gig that night. And it's one of those gigs where the bathroom is just one room. Like, you just open up the door and there's the toilet. Yeah, yeah. And the bathroom happened to be right next to the stage, and it didn't have a lock on it. (laughs) Don't get ahead of me on this. (laughs) He's headlining the gig. The feature act goes up, and the guy is so sick, he just goes into the bathroom. He's sitting there on the toilet just destroying it oh. and people keep opening the door to walk in and he's completely lit up next oh, to the stage man. so the entire crowd can see him in there. <laughs> and then he gets enough together to go up when he's called and they're all like hey that's the guy we just saw oh, sitting that's there the worst. the last half hour man <laughs> he's been taken off the audience and then I worked with another guy that had um uh, irritable bowel syndrome, mm-hmm. which is the thing where uh, when you have to poop, you have to poop right then. Mm-hmm. So I think all of us, especially that drink a little bit, we all have maybe one story of poop in our pants, like in our <laughs> life. Like every, you, most people have a story like that. This guy had five, right. <laughs> and they were all better than the. They were right, all right, just right. amazing. And my favorite one was he was an English guy, and. He's uh, going onto the subway in London, and he's waiting for the subway, and it's not there, and he knows he has to go to the bathroom. So he, he runs upstairs, and there's a department store right there. So he's going to go into the bathroom of the department store, and he opens up the door to the department store, and it just, he loses it, just all, just in his pants, Aww. just explodes, right? So the way he tells the story is he happens to be in the men's department. The subway is coming, and he knows there's a bathroom on it. So he picks up quickly a pair of pants and a pair of underwear and even a pair of socks, purchases them, runs down to the subway right as it's getting there, runs into the bathroom, strips off his pants and his underwear and his socks, and he throws them out the little window because they're just covered in feces, and realizes he's grabbed the wrong bag. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> and it's just a woman's scarf in there. <laughs> so he hides in he hides in the bathroom all the way to a stop with just these English thugs like, open up in there, mate. Hurry up, hurry up in there, mate. So they get to his stop. He's just got to wrap the scarf around his balls and, ass and run three blocks. <laughs> oh. That's a long three blocks. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming. I'm going to end this show by saying two things that I like about you guys. I've never done this before. Uh, one, well, two things that I that you've done that I liked. Portland, and I think I told you this uh, story about Dex last time, uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival. He has to follow this comic who is not only not getting any laughs, she is making people angry. 
She is just absolutely. A couple of folks had phoned it in on that show. Oh, really? In a row. Okay, yeah. I come in on her. Yeah, you came what, in on her, but she and was one of like three in a row. That who she went on to MC a show. I was on with Matt Besser, Graham Elwood, uh, Dubuchet, uh, and a couple other people, and just butchered everybody's intro, and it was bad. But Dax goes up there, says one joke. Gets a little bit of a snicker, and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, that's a joke. You haven't heard any of those tonight. <laughs> so you don't really know how a, to react to them. There was a setup, and then a kind of a twist. Yeah, yeah, so you don't really know how to react to It had a surprise. Yeah. So, I was like, uh, all right, Dex. <laughs> and then uh, Augie and I did a show at the Ice House one night uh, after we had met, and uh, we both had okay sets. We didn't have great sets. I don't want to be telling tales out of school here, and... Uh, I had to get home, but Augie's like, hey, why don't you come to Flappers, man? I got a set at Flappers in Burbank. I'm like, oh, I don't know. He's like, come on, I'll get you on. You can do a set. I couldn't go, but I thought that was really cool of you. Yeah. So I just wanted to say thanks. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I believe in the community. Right on, man. I believe in the brotherhood. I like it. As long as you don't uh, screw me over. <laughs> <laughs> then you're dead. Dead to me. <laughs> uh, where can we catch you? Where can we find you guys? Websites, Twitter. DaxJordan.com, Twitter at DaxJordan. I just got Instagram. Oh. If you want to see pictures of cats? That's <laughs> no, mostly that what I'll be doing on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. DaxJordan.com. Pictures of other people's cats through their window. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the cat stalker. Ooh. Yeah. AuggieSmith.com, A U G G I E. It's got my schedule on it. And uh, yeah. got a real busy couple of months coming okay, up. Good. So you can see me all over the place. Oh, you're back in business. Back in business. I've huh. uh, been off for a month. Oh, really? This is the longest I've ever had you earlier. a paying gig. It's I would have called you earlier to come to the weird. show. I didn't yeah, know that. Uh, and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. I hate not working. Like something happened. I had a couple weeks and then this thing happened and it, uh, it got moved. But. It's so, yeah, so uh, it's going to be four weekends in a row. You got to pay work. for a baby, man. Get that fifth weekend. I know. Get that fifth weekend. I got to I gotta pay for a baby. Awesome. I got to buy a baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> When's That's he due? yours. When's it due? September 11th. Right Try on. not to forget it, Murray. Right. Try not to forget it. No, absolutely true. September 11th is our due date. Talk to me. I'm going to have a lot of stuff. Sad part is they're not twins. They're not twins. They're twin terrors. Yeah. They're not coming. Um, but this will be two things that happened on September 11th that gave me a lot of comedy. Yeah, yeah. If we're lucky. If we're lucky. If we're lucky. Got yeah, lucky that, that, that first, first time. thing, that gave me some really good jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had, I think, and I will put my, my 20 minutes uh, on the hysteria around mm-hmm. September 11th was as good as there ever was. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'll, I will say that right now. I'm say, not great at everything in comedy. Right, but right. I'm good at that. <laughs> I'll say the first set I did after 9/11 was a great 10-minute set. When was it? The following Wednesday. I was on stage 9/12. Oh, really? They shut yeah. everything down out here. I was in Los Angeles. They shut yeah. everything down. Improv, everything. I was gone for the weekend. It was weird because there were shows in Portland. There were shows in Portland, <laughs> and uh, I had to fill in because the guy from LA couldn't mm-hmm. make it up because they shut down the. Uh, so it was me, and it was Chicago Steve Barkley was mm-hmm. the headliner. So I was open, and so Wednesday night it was a packed room. It really, was Harvey's, and when that room's packed, I mean we're talking two forty, whatever it was. Yeah, and then it was packed on Thursday, and then the weekend nobody. Huh? It's like people didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just kept their plans for two days, and then decided, oh, this could be really bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we better we better start putting some plastic around our house. Yeah, yeah. because they're gonna anthrax us. Yeah. I noticed in those following days, there was, after a day or two, like 
okay, enough of whatever it is we're thinking about. We just need a distraction. Yeah. Like people yeah. were just looking for a distraction, but a Friday, Saturday type of distractions, I think people thought was gaudy. Yeah, because that's the problem in America. We don't have enough distraction from the important stuff. Well, we just spend too much time worrying about the important stuff, and we're not distracted enough. That's a good so point. thank God for us. Thank God for comedy. <laughs> we're the distraction that people don't need. Uh, all right, you guys. Thanks for my, uh, for coming out today. I'm at Murray V on Twitter. Uh, hit me on the website, Chicago. Uh, Chicago. I'll be out in you in March in Palm Springs for all my old listeners <laughs> if you want to oh. come out. Palm Springs, nice. Uh, hey, Fantasy Springs. It's where they moved Fantasy the improv Springs. to. Yeah, yeah, it's where yeah. they moved, which yeah. I assume is in Palm Springs That's or somewhere game. close it's, to it's it. It's right near Palm Springs. All right. I've been to the Pachanga. I haven't been to the new since I moved it there, so I'm looking forward to that. All right. Uh, that is it. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening and keep the emails coming. And uh, That's it. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. You want to know about life on the road? It's these tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and these fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon.